walking out of the Wasilla River um, because it was it was really flooded. It was like water up to my belly button. So I walked out to a road, and as I'm walking towards this uh, truck with some hunters, one of the hunters says to me, uh, I just want to let you know you're lucky to be alive right now. I had you uh, in my sights. I was ready to blow you away. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time, we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure. The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by Camp Crate, the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures, as well as backpacking gear rental. You can check them out at campcrate.net. Hey folks, welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. So today we're going to be talking about uh, a place where winter's, winter's finally over, but it's not unusual to start planning your through hike, you know, a year in advance, six months in advance, of course. Um, and you know, today's topic is a great option for people who are used to, you know, mountain hiking, doing these long through hikes, but don't want to do it in the middle of the winter, but need something to do all winter. You know, I I don't love cold. So a great option for winter hiking is down South and the Florida trail is a 1200 or 1500, depending on, you know, the, all the little optional hikes you can do and the different routes, um, hike through hike, all contained in Florida that is super diverse. And uh, today we have Alex Fote who has done the trail. He's done some of the other more traditional through hiking routes, and he's going to tell us about it and some of the just unique things that are along the Florida trail. Cause you don't, a lot of people don't know the real Florida. Um, I'm from there. I've mentioned it a hundred times on the show. I'll probably get sick and tired of me mentioning personal details of my life on here. So I apologize. Um, but it's a great option. I've done some of the trail. It's totally unique in the sense of there's not a huge culture around the trail yet, but it is one of those lesser known experiences that will be on the rise big time in the next few years, especially during its season, which is winter. You don't want to do it in the summer. Hot as heck down there. Um, anyway, today's show sponsors are Athletic Brewing. They are the makers of the best non-alcoholic craft beer, so you don't have to compromise on your training, compromise on uh, any commitments you've made, um, but still taste really good craft beer. It's great stuff. There's a discount in the show notes. As well as CS Instant Coffee, makers of of, uh, non-alcoholic coffee. (laughs) Now, the makers of 100% Arabica coffee in compostable packaging. Great to take with you on a hike, on a bike ride, um, and just put in some hot water, stir it up, and there you go. Discount for them as well in the show notes. And also, today's episode, um, it is a suggestion from one of you. One of you um, told us we should have Alex on, so I watched a little video of his, learned about him, reached out, and had him on. You directly influence this show as a listener. If you have someone that you want to be on the show, be patient. Send us an email, info at adventuresportspodcast.com. Heck, recommend yourself if you think you've got a story that can uh, be on here. And we will get back to you, and we will see if it's uh, it's worthy to be on here. So uh, go out there, listen to this, go out there and do something 
to where you'll be on this show one day. All right, everybody. So welcome to the show. Uh, today, you know, we've heard a lot recently from through hikers doing, you know, the big trails, the, the popular ones, PCT, the AT, Continental Divide. Well, today we're going to talk about one of the lesser known, but still pretty long trail, the Florida Trail, um, with a guy that did it a pretty unique way. He brought a skateboard with him the, the whole time because a lot of it's, funny enough, a lot of it's paved. And that is uh, Alex Fote. Alex, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. So, so you you've done some of the the big, well known trails. You said the PCT. Why why you choose the Florida Trail when you when there's just seemingly so many better trails out there? Uh, well, first of all, let me just say the Florida Trail is a great trail. Um, but uh, I am I am from Florida, so it was uh, high on my list to kind of hike my own my own state where i'm from cool where where in florida uh a little town called stewart uh which is near the ocean of lake trail um if you're familiar with that yeah yeah man i'm i'm from a little town called frostproof don't know if you ever heard of it i actually haven't <laughs> okay that's a new one i've heard of stewart but i'm not exactly sure where it is uh, it's a bit north of uh, west palm beach okay all right i i'd say i'm i'm close to like lakeland kind of between okay. orlando and tampa um, okay, well, you're you're pretty close to the Florida Trail, then. Yeah, actually, yeah, my I live really close to it growing up, and uh, didn't know oh, cool. a whole lot about it. So I'm I'm actually super interested to get into like what it was like for you. And uh, so, can you tell us was this your first big hiking experience, or he done some of the other trails first? Um, I started out doing the Long Trail. That was my first through hike, and I, that was about two years ago. And then this last summer, I did the PCT. So those are my two through hikes, completed through hikes. And uh, I've been section hiking the Appalachian Trail for a couple of years now, about a third of the way done with that. Oh, perfect. And when did you do the Florida Trail? Did you just do it this winter? I did it this winter. Um, I did... After the PCT. Yeah, after the after the PCT. <laughs> of the Triple Crown, I've not, I haven't done any of them. I've done parts of all of them, but... Uh, mm-hmm. The PCT just seems just amazing, just awesome. Like every bit of the, the the diversity, and it goes through all my favorite places. Man, to go from that to the Florida Trail seems like it would be, I don't know, a lot less fun. <laughs> uh, I think I think they're fun in completely different ways, but uh, I have to admit they're about complete opposite experience. Like they're completely different experiences. Uh, you can find two more different trails, honestly. Yeah, well, well, they're on opposite coasts and to completely opposite terrains, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, why don't you give uh, us some stats on the Florida Trail? Like, what? How how long is that? Um, how long did it take you? Um, some stats. Okay. Uh, well, the through hike that most people do is around uh, one thousand one hundred miles, but there are about 1,400 miles of um, other trails because it goes around the Lake Okeechobee east and west and it goes around Orlando east and west and then there's the Ocean of Lake Trail. So really uh, the Florida Trail is um, a trail that's trying to connect as much possible hiking in Florida as possible. 
Um, so that's, that's kind of nice. It's not like, it's not even complete yet. They're still trying to add more to it. So really the idea is to return uh, public land to people so that they can get in touch with it. Um, but some other stats, there's only about 21,000 feet of elevation change, <laughs> which is not much uh, compared to other ones. Right, right. And the, the highest point is only 272 feet. So that's that's not much either. Um, but I, I hiked the trail in 49 days, and that's with like six on-trail zero days. Um, but I did go home for two weeks uh, around Christmas time. Uh, that kind of broke up my my hike, and I also flip flopped. I started out in Pensacola, and then I flip flopped after Christmas uh, down to Big Cypress, and then met up where I had left off and finished in um, the Suwannee River. What would you say your biggest impression was of the Florida Trail? I totally recommend it. Um, I'll say you're never going to see the kind of wildlife and the kind of ecosystems. Uh, anywhere else in America, uh, you're going to see swamps, uh, crazy pine forests. Uh, you're going to go to the beach. Um, you're going to walk around a gigantic lake. And uh, the amount of birds that you're going to see is it will blow anyone away. The, uh, the kind of wildlife that's out there with the alligators and the snakes and uh, armadillos and just weird creatures. Um, even some animals from like Africa that have escaped people's uh, houses <laughs> like pets that have escaped. Oh my gosh. Um, Is that like, there's just a bunch snakes? of weird stuff. Yeah. There's pythons and anacondas and the Everglades. I didn't see any of those luckily, but yeah, there's just a, it's a whole different kind of ecosystem than the rest of the country. And, and I imagine as far as hiking, there's probably a completely different culture around the trail. Like I know with the PCT and the AT, there's just this super ingrained culture with the Appalachian trail. Um, that that's really cool to be a part of. I guarantee that doesn't exist to that degree on the Florida trail. It's true. The, the culture doesn't compare to the Pacific crest trail or the AT. And on the first half of my entire hike, I didn't see a single hiker, uh, that was doing the Florida trail. Um, but there are, but there are a lot of, uh, diehard trail angels out there. So there's definitely a lot of volunteers. The whole trail is volunteer maintained. And um, in some of the drier sections, you'll find a lot of water caches, and um, a lot of the trail angels will uh, go out of their way to try to find you and help you out. So just probably because there's just so few people out there doing it, they really want to, if you're going to do it, they want to help you, help you out, <laughs> make, yeah, sure, make yeah. sure you can get it done. Yeah, I think, I think about 100 people finish the trail end to end every year, maybe more now. Wow. So, so you said in the first half, you didn't see anybody. How about the second half? Did you see anyone doing the trail? The second half I started at the Southern terminus and hiked North. And so that was after new year's, which is kind of the traditional time that most people start out with. So there was a lot more people, um, definitely wasn't crowded, uh, but there were, uh, people to hike with and, um, a lot more going on after new year's going North. That's, I would definitely recommend that. If you want to, you know, a more social experience, if you go southbound, you're going to be alone a lot. So, you know, you mentioned the wildlife being unique and it definitely is, man. If, if you haven't been to Florida, it's, it's a trippy place. There's so much going on with these just prehistoric looking alligators to the 
ocean kind of culture to just all the birds. There's like a, yeah, like you said, billions of freaking birds flying around and unique trees and these ferns on the ground and cypress trees. It's, it's really cool. It's really unique. Um, but I, I guess as far as an experience, did it, did it feel like the same adventure as some of these other longer trails you've done or did it, I don't know. Did it, did it feel the same as far as this is a true adventure? Um, if you're looking for a true adventure, I definitely think this, this is a, a true adventure. <laughs> uh, the amount of, uh, uncomfortable situations and the amount of, uh, thrilling experiences, um, is there's just as many on this trail as anywhere else. <laughs> I, I mean, not a day went by that I wasn't like, uh, freaked out <laughs> by something or, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of scary experiences with, uh, poisonous snakes and, um, really intense weather. Um, and, uh, just, you know, alligators pretty much all the time. So many alligators in Florida. What about people? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's, you know, one of the, one of the things I think people should really understand before they start the Florida trail is that, um, you're going to be hiking through a lot of, uh, wilderness areas with hunters. And so, uh, they might be most of the people that you'll, you'll encounter on trail are people with shotguns and rifles and sidearms and stuff like that. So, uh, one of my, uh, more infamous stories of the trail, I was walking out of the Wasilla river, um, because it was, it was really flooded. It was like water up to my belly button. So I walked out to a road and as I'm walking towards this, uh, truck with some hunters one of the hunters says to me uh, uh i just want to let you know you're lucky to be alive right now i had you uh i had you uh in my sights i was ready to blow you away uh you weren't wearing enough like blaze orange uh so like you're lucky to be alive kid <laughs> oh my gosh i mean what a weird thing to say <laughs> yeah i was like uh thank you um i don't know if he was messing with me or something but um I would say like 90%, 99% of the people aren't like that though. I think he was just kind of an asshole, but, uh, yeah. So you're sharing, you're sharing, um, a lot of the places with, with Floridians and Floridians as probably a lot of people know are infamously crazy. It just does seem to be pretty concentrated in Florida. And I just thought like, yeah. wow, this is, this is weird. This isn't normal. And yeah, go back. I go back home with this new perspective and, uh, I will say, man, any, any time I do an adventure in Florida, I do feel like I'm one of the only people out there, which is a cool experience in a, in a way. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a whole different place once you go about 20 miles inland. I mean, the beaches and the shoreline, that's where all the population density is. And then once you get inland, even just a little bit, besides Orlando, it's it's just uh, a whole kind of redneck vibe. <laughs> I feel oh, yeah. bad saying that. <laughs> hey, dude, I, I'm... I'm from Polk County. My family is, there's a lot of rednecks in my family and they're very proud of it and I, I love them to death, but it's a, it's a yeah. vibe that a lot of people don't realize is in Florida. Were you surprised by the amount of hunters that were out there? Cause I find a lot of people don't look at Florida as a, as a hunting location, but it is a huge culture down there. Um, I wasn't too surprised. I had done the ocean to lake trail, uh, a year prior and, um, we saw a lot of hunters out there. So I kind of knew, I knew they were out there, but I wasn't expecting, you know, to, uh, 
be aimed at. <laughs> Golly, man, that is too crazy. So tell us about uh, what what did you do? Why did you decide to uh, to skateboard so much of the trail? Um, is that something that you just wanted to be unique about or you saw it as like an efficient use of energy and time? Um, I guess coming off of the uh, PCT, it was, you know, such a long journey and I really missed my skateboard a lot doing that trip. So I thought this, the novelty of bringing it with me would be kind of, uh, fun. And, um, I had just heard a lot of people say that the roadwalks were, were pretty long on the Florida trail. So it just kind of made sense in my head. I don't know if I would recommend that other people do it, <laughs> but, um, for me, it worked out pretty well. Um, I also, I was able to kind of, uh, you know, do tricks in my free time if I found a, a special spot. So, uh, the kind of idea was to, was to hike and then also film tricks as, as, as I was able to. You don't, you just don't see many through hikers with the skateboard. I mean, if, for, of course it's not possible on most trails, <laughs> but the Florida trail, I guess, has that unique ability. Um, wow. That is too funny. So, so did you, did you ever get to the point where you just tired of carrying it or was it like, now this thing's pretty useful? Uh, it was honestly pretty useful. Um, the only time it was really stressful was, uh, if you had to bushwhack pretty hard, it could get tangled up pretty easily or like, you know, wedged between cypress trees or the other times would be if I, uh, was skating and I just like, you know, H and fell really hard. Because uh, you could you can injure yourself pretty easily skateboarding. Obviously, right. <laughs> did you have to replace any parts on it, or was it good to go for the whole hike? Um, I made a couple choices to switch out some wheels, and I switched out the board after Christmas just to kind of keep it a little fresher. Um, but yeah, I was I tried to make an ultralight skateboard at first, but that didn't work out at all. Uh, skateboards are just really heavy. Mine was five point two pounds. Oh man, yeah, for a backpacker, that's a that's a lot of weight to commit to uh, a a vessel, a, a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot to commit to, but um I was able to do like a few 40-mile days on the road walks. Um so it you know, it paid it paid for itself. I right, yeah, so with with a full skateboard day, you could do like 40 miles. Um I think I could probably do farther. I didn't even really have to try that hard to do 40 honestly i think i was doing 40 before like three o'clock wow um, it would just like kind of just didn't feel like going anymore <laughs> i bet you could do a 60 or a 70 if you really got up early and skated all day man that is something i did not know that man that's like a day on the bicycle honestly yeah i guess you could think about it that way i mean people go really far on bikes and you can go at least like 10 miles an hour pretty consistently no that's pretty fast probably like six miles an hour pretty consistently on a skateboard athletic brewing is pioneering non-alcoholic craft beer yeah i said non-alcoholic craft beer and there's a number of reasons you might want to do that whether you're training for an event which a lot of our listeners are or you know if you if you're babysitting and don't want to be drunk in case something happens i mean stuff happens but you still want to sit down and enjoy the game and have a beer this is an incredible option for a full flavored full bodied beer each can is only 50 to 70 calories with ipa golden ale stouts and tons of seasonal offerings 
Athletic Brewing is a great option if you want that craft brewery taste. Uh, but not deal with the effects of alcohol itself. Uh, if you'd like to save 15% on your first order, go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout. Wow. I, I know that for, uh, I don't know, for bike trips, people kind of shoot for between 50 and 100 miles. Most people settle on like 70, 80 miles a day, so... Dang, to do that on the skateboard is pretty efficient. Exactly, yeah. And then you don't have to drag a bike to the woods or the swamp either. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, with, with the Florida Trail, um, I, you know, I just feel like it's going to be more popular as through hiking continues to get more popular because more and more people are just going to want to do things that are a little out of the box. Um, what, what were some of the things that really separated Florida uh, from the other trails you've done as far as maybe, um, did, did you feel more like a trailblazer or anything? Did you feel more like uh, alone or lonely? I mean, what were some of those unique aspects of it that you maybe didn't foresee when you were first starting to plan this trip? Um, well, I guess one thing that makes it really unique is, uh, that you can, you can hike it in wintertime. So where most people are, you know, planning their hike, their next three hikes, you can be hiking, pretty much like October to people are finishing now and it's, it's March. Um, so it's a great wintertime trail. Um, and sorry, what's the question again? Uh, what makes it different? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, just what makes it different? Well, what's, and then maybe what were some of the things that you just didn't foresee being a part of it? Were were a part of the trail, a part of the trip. Another thing is that, you wouldn't expect it, but the Florida trail can be really cold if you're hiking it this time of year or, um, you know, February. Um, I woke up with uh, frost on me quite a few times. The water that you're walking through is also very freezing. So if you're walking through a swamp and it's 40 degrees outside, that's some really cold water. And there's not really a way to see that coming. Um, and you can't really get around it. You just have to walk through water so much. And uh, when it's cold, it's pretty uncomfortable. You're not going to wear like a wetsuit or something like that, obviously. <laughs> no, yeah, the cold, the cold down there is bitterly cold because of the moisture. A lot of times, people don't realize that a 30 degree day in Florida is terrible. Yeah, I mean the whole Panhandle, you're basically almost in Georgia. Yeah, and and Georgia gets you know bitterly cold, bitterly cold. Yeah, ask ask any Appalachian Trail hiker starting nowadays if they're exactly. <laughs> if they're warm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, really. I mean, we've got some people that listen to the show that are on the AT right now, and they're posting pictures, and it is just like a looks like a blizzard going on. And golly, and that, yeah, you're right. At the top of the Florida Trail, the northernmost portion, you're just probably an hour's drive from the border, if not closer. Yeah, and. I don't think anyone hikes the Florida Trail in the summertime because then it's it would be um, deathly hot. That'd be another another thing. I'd, I'd be amazed if someone did it in the summertime. Oh man, yeah. Now, now is it bikeable? Do you know? Um, I don't believe so. Um, there, there's just no way you could bring a bike through some of those areas. <laughs> You'd have you to carry a, a bike <laughs> above your shoulders. Yeah, or you got like I don't know. You could float your bike somehow. I mean, how, how is the scenery, you know, because you can't see as far. I've done plenty of hiking in Florida. It's, 
these beautiful open like pine forests, these huge oak canopies, and then these swamps and just you know sh- scrub oak forests. What, what what do you think about the uh, the beauty on the trail? Uh, some of the beauty is pretty unrivaled. I mean the uh, the live oaks. Um, there are these this type of oak tree where the branches they just dip into the earth and then shoot back up again, and they just do all these crazy kind of like architectural shapes they're amazing trees and then you get to go walk um the beach around navarre and pensacola and that's just a world-class beach it's you know white sand soft as baby powder there's no real condos or anything it's just a wild wild beach um that was an amazing part and then probably my favorite section was around saint mark's which is really in the Gulf of Mexico almost it dips down to the to the Gulf for a second and um I don't know what it looks like maybe it looks like Vietnam or something it looks it looks totally different than anywhere else in Florida or or America for sure um then also you have big cypress down in the Everglades and that's just a whole unique sort of vibe too with these huge cypress domes I mean I know we don't have mountains but you have these huge domes of cypress trees that stand up on the horizon um and they look like mountains the way they form so there's some really interesting stuff and then you also have the sinkholes and the um the springs in ocala and, and juniper springs so there's just all sorts of weird geography in florida a lot of limestone karst geography on this on the suwannee river too um so it's just ecologically super diverse uh in a way that you probably you're not expecting it it's an incredibly tropical place down south and then it transitions into this like you said almost like into georgia and not only that but you're kind of intersecting northern florida with where you go on the beach on the trail and it's actually hiking on the beach which has to be just such a cool experience yeah i think that makes the northbound experience probably more worth it because uh, then you're, you're finishing on the beach and that's that's pretty awesome it's a great place to finish if you're going novo yeah de- and definitely like a florida-esque you know <laughs> yeah it's so it's so appropriate it's it's really it's got a great northern terminus for sure so, so what are the more mundanes of the florida trail mundane parts of the florida trail compared to maybe a mundane day on the pct how do those differ um, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you consider mundane, but I guess maybe something you'd have to expect is the trail goes pretty close to Orlando. So you do a bit of an urban hike around there. Um, so you're, you know, you're walking past strip malls and kind of like major pieces of infrastructure, um, which I think for most people would probably like kind of bum them out. But, um, as a skateboarder, it made it uh, kind of nice, uh, cause I was able to just skate right through Orlando and, I did a lot of tricks in that area and um, you can also eat anything you want, which is uh, another, another great part of the trail. Maybe it's mundane, but um, on the Florida trail, you don't really need to carry more than two days of food ever um, if you're hiking fast enough. So that, that made it really nice. So you're, you're able to eat um, a lot of like Whataburger or like some of these, uh, southern cuisine things a lot of fried food unfortunately um but there's there's a lot of opportunities to eat town food 
it's not going to be like a complete wilderness experience, like maybe somewhere in Alaska, but those types of experiences can be really just awesome in their own way. I've definitely had trips that were more, I don't know, closer to communities that made it easier to resupply, but they were just still stick out in my mind memorably as just as awesome as some of the more extreme trips, you know? I don't know how yeah, it's that yeah. for you too. It's definitely like logistically a very simple trail, which is nice. You don't have to stress out about your mileage or um, how much your backpack weighs. So if you have your gear dialed in, then your back your backpack's going to be pretty light. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think more people should do it then or more people should look into it for a winter option? Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone should do it. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of like the, the Florida trail association, um, they would love to see more hikers on it. Um, I think everyone would love to see it get used more. Um, there, there's tons of day hikers out there. Um, it's more, I think we, we aren't seeing enough, uh, through hikers, but I'm sure it'll change. Uh, hiking seems to be taking off nowadays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's growing, man. And uh, people just are wanting, they're wanting less stuff in the outdoors, like more less engines mm-hmm. to take care of and, and, and machinery to go play on and, and more simple human-powered ways of experiencing the outdoors. And so hiking has really seen a huge growth in the last decade, really, but especially in the last few years. And, yeah. Um, you know, this I think is, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I love it because, you know, it's not loud. It's not like, I'm glad airboats aren't taking off. You probably haven't heard enough of those out there on the Florida <laughs> Trail. You know, those things are loud as hell. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of airboats uh, in the southern half. And uh, the other thing you get to see out there is uh, swamp buggies, which oh, uh, they're yeah. kind of a, kind of annoying because they just uh, shred the earth up. So, you know, sometimes you'll be walking in uh, some tore up, swamp buggy you know atv course basically florida is such a weird place just (laughs) yeah you're right there's these monster trucks essentially that are like two stories tall and you sit on top and peer out over all the swamp and they have these tires on them that are like tractor tires and it just you're right it just destroys the land underneath it and it's just such a strange thing you know what i mean like where else do those exist it's a weird place. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I I would probably normally be bummed on that, but then I also have to be thankful that those people are letting the hikers kind of hike through their property. So you have to kind of like deal with it because if it wasn't for those people in the swamp buggies, you might not have the opportunity to be hiking through that area. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, man. That's interesting. So, so how did uh you know since you got to see more people than you usually would as far as like a um connect with more communities than a lot of trails, um what, what did you tell a lot of people what were you you were doing and what was the reaction most of the time when when people found out you were through hiking the Florida Trail and then you had a skateboard <laughs> on your backpack too? Yeah, it's a bit different because uh, there's not that sort of a trail town sort of vibe like on the AT. So most people have never seen a hiker, um, in that area or a person, you know, with like a, you know, a backpack, like they're seriously trying to like camp day after day. So I think a lot of people think you're, uh, like kind of like a vagabond or a homeless person. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, so you do have to kind of explain yourself like, yep, I am a Florida trail hiker and it's, uh, this trail that goes from Pensacola to big Cypress. And, um, 
most people are pretty freaked out by that thought because um, it is like uh, it's a pretty far out idea to hike the whole state of Florida. Floridians definitely would have a, a frame of reference how how difficult that would be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's something that doesn't cross most people's minds ever that that's even a possibility, much more so when there hasn't been a culture built around it yet. I mean, we, we, we talked to a guy a couple of weeks ago. He, he, he was paragliding from mountain to mountain peak in, in Alberta in, or actually it was British Columbia. And he would paraglide down to a gas station and resupply everything he needed. People were like, what are you doing? And he would tell them. And it was like, they didn't even know what to say. So they were like, Oh, cool. And he was like, there was just no way for them to grasp what I was actually doing because it's so huge, such a huge trip. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, for that's people amazing. in Florida, like it's really hard to, <laughs> people just don't do that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's not normal. So when you say I'm walking literally 1,200 or 1,100 miles, they, I, I, it's mind boggling. Yeah. I mean, you might as well be paragliding out here or something. <laughs> right. That's crazy. Exactly, man. Exactly. I think it's hard for people to believe that there's a trail that's close to 1500 miles in one state. That's more than half the length of the AT and it's only in one state. Yeah, exactly. Florida is a big state. So you got to give it credit. You got to show it some respect for sure. It's not it's not a short trail, although people can do it pretty quickly because there's a lack of altitude. Um, but there's certain places that will just slow you down a lot. Um, I know this year, I think there was like three FKT attempts and, uh, no one, no one was able to, uh, even finish their FKTs, uh, finish their through hikes because of, uh, the challenges that, that were, uh, presented to them, unfortunately. Do you, what are some of the challenges that are, that are unique to it? Um, well, this year, uh, was, uh, an exceptionally hard year, I would say for the Florida trail because of uh, hurricane Michael, and the panhandle. So I'm sure most people were, are aware that that happened this last summer, but, uh, it devastated Panama city beach. Um, and so a lot of the trail was what I would consider completely unhikable. I mean, you could try to do it, but I know a lot of people were road walking or taking alternates around some of that devastated area. But, um, imagine an entire pine tree forest, just all folded down, just every tree broken, um, huge trees, just all on their sides. So that's to me, I would not want to bushwhack, you know, 50 miles through, um, a trail entirely made of blowdowns. So that was, that was pretty tough. And, um, then, Around the Wasilla and the Suwannee River, uh, there was so much rain that uh, the trail was was flooded. I mean, you know, your typical blaze like on the Appalachian Trail is usually at like eye level or around your face. Um, some of the blazes that I saw were almost underwater. Uh, so when I saw those, I was like, I'm not walking in that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go around because um, you you would literally have to swim. So I think that made it that made it pretty tough this year, but that but that's that's not typical. That was um, that was kind of a seasonal rain. So I think I think the water has gone down um, since that. Um, but yeah, things like that could happen for sure. 
This episode is also sponsored by CS Instant Coffee, 100% Arabica coffee with compostable packaging. You can find them at csinstant.coffee and use Adventure at checkout for 20% off. Man, we just, around the first of the year, my wife and I drove through. She she lived in a, near Apalachicola when we met um, on yeah. St. George Island, and we drove through that forest right there. I'm near St. Mark's and holy cow, it, she, she was crying because it was where she used to always go hiking uh, out in Tate's hell. And, uh, mm-hmm. it was just like you said, it was like 10, 15 feet off the ground, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pine trees broken off and laying down. It looked like, like a crop circle of giant trees, like where they all just been bent over at the same place perfectly yeah. facing the same and direction. That- and that's already uh, supposedly the hardest part of the photo trail too. So and why is it that? just got is it, it just got even harder? Uh, it's uh, infamously swampy. The Bradwell Bay Swamp is um, I think it's, I think it's kind of always wet in that area, um, but this year, I mean, I'm sure it was just even worse. I I hiked around Apalachicola, or actually not hiked. I skateboarded uh, to Tallahassee and then shot down to St. Mark's because uh, I I didn't want to go through all those blown, blown down trees. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't blame you one bit. Jeez. I had to ask this cause we've been talking about how kind of strange Florida is. And, uh, <laughs> I I've had, a, I, I've done a lot of like weekend trips and growing up, you know, just a lot of camping in Florida. And that was where kind of my love for the, the West and, and the nature was built. And I'd have to say, man, I had this really weird view of the wilderness, um, growing up there because how just strange Florida is. Anytime we went way out in the woods or went, you know, on a kayaking trip down some real remote river or a hike or backpacking trip, we always ran into just something super bizarre, like some old <laughs> abandoned, like crack house or meth lab. To I remember one time I was running. I, I just we were wi- hiking through the woods and we ran across this couple that looked like they were from another planet. They were so, like, strung out. And it was really freaky. And like, looking back, it was funny because it scared us half to death. And they were cool, but you could just tell they were living out there. And then, like, 30 miles from anything, it felt like. Um, did, did you see a lot of that? Because there are shelters and stuff along the trail. Did you run across any just, you know, bizarre characters that made you uncomfortable or uh, just weird stuff in general? Um, luckily I didn't have any dangerous encounters with that except for like the gun thing. <laughs> um, but I did, uh, I ran into one guy once. Yeah. I was doing a road walk and I saw a tent set up, um, kind of like right off the side of the road. So I thought that's kind of odd. And I, I still, like I said earlier, I hadn't seen a single hiker yet. So I walked up to the tent and I just kind of said like, Hey, are you a hiker? And this guy's like, oh, oh, hey, yeah, one second. He came out of his tent. We talked for a while. Um, he was wearing, you know, blue jeans and a vest. So I kind of got the idea that he wasn't a uh, through hiker. And we started, like, talking about the map and where we were. And um, he thought he was 100 miles away from where we actually were. Um, he was so far away. He was so far away from where he thought he was. Um so I'm glad I ran into him because I could, I was able to kind of orient him a little bit better. Um, 
but uh that was a different that was a different situation and he actually warned me about you know the kind of people you're talking about um there's a certain thing in florida called the rainbow people which i <laughs> i guess they are kind of like a community um that lives on public lands and i think for the most part they're supposed to be nice they're kind of like ex-hippies but i guess they have a reputation of having some bad apples in their community um people who you know do hard drugs and um maybe steal uh so i know that they're out there and i know some other hikers uh encountered the rainbow people so yeah you gotta be aware that that's that's out there Dude, that is so good. My, I remember my dad telling me about the rainbow people. That is <laughs> yeah, so, they're, they're real. like the rainbow family or something. That is, that is crazy. I, I, I've heard of them being out in like Ocala National Forest. He used to warn me out in Lakeland. He goes, man, you, you, I love to trail run or used to and bike. And he's like, man, be careful out in those woods particular because there's, there's all kinds of weird, weird people out there and Sure enough, you'd hear stories every once in a while of things coming out of there and crazy stuff happening. Yeah, definitely. I think Ocala uh, is where the the Rainbow Society resides. Man, people, Florida, what a place. What a place. (laughs) It is so unique. Yeah, super unique. (laughs) Definitely thrilling. It definitely gets me excited to to try to do it because, you know, what else are you going to do all winter? You know, and everyone's waiting on their, their, their trails to thaw out. This would be great for through hikers to stay in shape, to, to stay fit and active and, um, have a totally unique experience. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, another thing I thought was really great about the Florida trail is, um, the kind of hiker that wants to attempt it. Usually they have a couple of through hikes under their belt. So you meet a lot of, um, really accomplished backpackers out there, um, and that was just a pleasure to talk to people that have done other trails or, you know, maybe you I ran into a couple of people that I met on the PCT uh, in Florida. It was, you know, unbelievable. Hiked with this guy, Lorax, and he, and he had done the PCT uh, the same time as me. And I think I met him once out there. Uh, so that was really cool. So just like, yeah, talking to backpackers on the Florida Trail, um, you're going to have a great time talking to the other hikers. Uh, yeah. That you'll have a good time talking to the seven other hikers that you see on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I, I'm just playing. So, so, so was the trail easy to follow? Was it, you know, uh, uh, well marked or cause it seems like it's probably a conglomerate of all sorts of trails. Um, the Florida trail is surprisingly well blazed. Um, the volunteers that maintain it, uh, they do an especially good job just because the landscape uh, changes so quickly between storms and the kind of the natural decay of the woods, it has to be maintained a lot more seriously than, than other trails. So at some points you might even consider it overblazed. Um, but I understand that's just because uh, things, things fall down so quickly out there. <laughs> That wet, hot sun, man, can can destroy. Exactly, yeah. But unfortunately, uh, it's it's quite easy to follow. Um, definitely enough blazes out there for anyone. That's awesome, man. So, so any, any other stories that you have that are just kind of funny or unique from this experience that uh, kind of stick out to you? Um, one thing that I, I wanted to, to mention is, uh, you know, I, I carried a skateboard uh, the whole trail. 
Um, but this other hiker, uh, I believe his name was the mayor. He carried his blind dog on his shoulders the whole trip, which I think is just so cool. How big was this? Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was one of those, uh, Shiba Inus, the Japanese kind of dog. Um, but it was, you know, just this adorable poor dog with no eyeballs. And, uh, he just carried it around his neck and, um, he brought it from Everglades all the way to Pensacola. And I think he finished like just a couple days ago or something like that. But, uh, wow. his dog's name, his name was Katana, the dog's name's Katana. And, uh, following his hike on Instagram was, uh, was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, I think it's cooler than bringing a skateboard, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't ride the blind dog, but yeah, I mean, no, no. <laughs> um, but that was really special. Um, that is cool. So good. Good job to him. I think that's great. Yeah, man. I, I hope the dog enjoyed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably got yeah. like, what are we doing? I'm sorry. I'm tired of getting on your back <laughs> every day for God knows how long. <laughs> yeah. That's, pretty... that's awesome, man. Any, anything else? Any other encounters? I mean, did, did you, you said you saw a lot of gators. Uh, that's got to be a trip. Um. Yeah. I would say the scariest um, situation, um, not, not actually dangerous, but, um, I'm like about your, actually, I don't even know if I should say this because it's kind of a spoiler, but somebody left a styrofoam alligator on the trail, kind of in a blind spot. So you turn your head and there's this, uh, what you think is a real gator just right next to you. And, uh, it scared the out of me. Uh, I think, (laughs) I think, I think a lot of people got the crap scared out of them by that thing. Um, I, I, I don't want to make it a spoiler, but that was that was a good one. <laughs> wow! You know what's funny is I saw a picture of that. Um, yeah, there was a picture <laughs> online, and I was like, "That is that really right there? Did they catch that right there?" And uh, of course, it was. It must have been that fake because it looked it looked terrifying. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. And then you know, it's just the gators in general are awesome. I, I remember at one spot on the Kissimmee River, um, I went to go down there to get some water for the evening. And I looked out there and it was like, I don't know if it's like that video game, but it was like, you could walk across their heads. There were so many alligators and one of them took off and it was like a boat wake in the water. It must've been like a 20 foot gator or something. It was massive and th- definitely made me a little bit nervous getting that water that night. As it should, man, those things, they, they, they demand respect, um, it looks, yeah, if you've never seen an alligator up close, it, it looks like a dinosaur li- alive yeah. and, and breathing right in front of you with the power of, of oh, oh, speaking of which, I was going to say the power of like a mountain lion. Did you see any Florida panthers? Um, unfortunately, the only one I saw was in a Billy's Swamp Safari, which is kind of like a little zoo in the Everglades, and it was in a cage, and it was uh, pretty pretty fat and lazy. <laughs> okay, well. But I, Hopefully that was it's only happy. What I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I didn't expect you. They're very, very rare to see. There's only like twenty of them or something. Yeah, I know. I know that they've been spotted though. They're out there supposedly, so you might get lucky. Obviously, I'm homesick for it, but it looks like just such a cool, unique experience. Like I, I don't know about you, but um, any any time I do something that feels like. Uh, maybe a little lesser known it feels more adventurous than doing something that's popular and established and that is something that lots of people do so i've I've done bike trips and and if i do a trail that other people have done or if it's an event especially 
I don't know. There's this, this totally different aspect when you know that you're maybe one of only a couple people doing that at the same time. So I can imagine that this trail gives you that sensation. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, a certain kind of camaraderie with uh, any other hiker that you're going to meet out there. You're going to really get each other. <laughs> Everybody out there was so nice. It was just so cool to talk to people out there. Wow. That's so cool. Well, man, if you don't have anything else, uh, you'd like to share, I, I just want to say thank you, um, for being on the show and thank you for uh, taking the time to talk about it again. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Great, great talking with you and, yeah. uh, everybody check it out. Check out the Florida trail, check out the Florida trail. Do not sleep on the Florida trail cause you're going to be bored as heck one winter and need a trail to do. And this will be <laughs> the only one not completely frozen over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, cool. So, so, uh, uh, last question, is there anything you've got going on in your horizon that's going to be adventurous coming up and uh, how can people follow you and get a hold of you? I am about to start doing some more section hikes on the, on the Appalachian trail. And I'm also trying to section hike the, uh, New York long path, uh, this year, uh, that, that goes from New York city where I'm living right now, uh, up to the uh, Adirondacks near Albany. So I'm looking forward to starting that soon. Um, and then if you want to follow me, um, I'm on Instagram at Alex Fote. Fote is spelled F-O-G-T. And I also have a hiking blog called freefreakshike.com. And um, we have a pretty sweet um, skateboard hiking hybrid video that you should check out and kind of a little uh, write-up of the trail. And I, I do that blog with uh, my hiking buddy, Jake, who I did the PCT with uh, this last summer. So check that out. Cool, man. Yeah, I watched that little uh, video. That was great. And I was like, oh, man, I totally need to talk to this guy. This looks fantastic. What a cool way <laughs> to incorporate another passion, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to make. Good. And, and, and Sorry, what did you say the trail was you're doing in New York? Uh, the New York Long Path starts at 100, 172nd Street in uh, Manhattan. <laughs> wow. It, now, is that at all in... Uh, the association with uh, the trans Adirondack route? No, but I, I bet you could connect them. Um, if you, if you were that, if you had that much uh, gusto, I heard the trans Adirondack is pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. We, we just had the, uh, the creator of that Eric, Schl Eric Schlimmer, I believe. Yeah. Eric Schlimmer. He, he uh, kind of put it all together and there's a lot of like bushwhacking in it or, or it's off trail navigation, only like six or seven miles of it. Um, but there are tough six or seven miles and it's 235 miles through the Adirondacks. And he's like, it has a pretty high failure rate right now. <laughs> I so. bet res respect to anybody who, uh, who's completing that. That's, that's crazy. That's a crazy one, man. I, I yeah, I guess when it's just off trail, it makes it pretty difficult because he's like a lot of people will do the AT then jump on that and quit about halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been to the Adirondacks. I could, I could see how, um, it could really mess you up. Wow. Well, appreciate you sharing. I hope I didn't repeat too many of the questions that you had before. Oh, no, I think, I think this was a lot of new, new ground cover. So, uh, oh, yeah, it was my pleasure being on here, Mason. It's good to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, look forward to following you. Awesome. Cool. Well, have a good night. Yeah. You too, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good night. All right, see ya. 
Well, first of all, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It really means the world to us that you want to spend your time with us. If you'd like to help us further, please just leave us a review on iTunes, share us on social media, tell your friends about us. You can become a patron, a supporter of the show for $5 a month at patreon.com slash adventuresportspodcast. And if you know somebody that would make a good guest, reach out. We're always looking for good adventure and outdoor stories. And lastly, thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now. Athletic Brewing makes the best non-alcoholic craft beer. Go to their website at athleticbrewing.com and use the code in our show notes to save 15% on your first order. After all this adventure talk, if you're needing some gear yourself, but you need some advice before buying, go to backpacktribe.com where you can ask questions to the owners who have experience with all the gear as well as all of it for sale right there on their website.